Hello and welcome to Wisdom and Productivity, the podcast of Dr. Efraim Martinez. I am a principal in search of wisdom, and I have found productivity to be a great tool for success. Today, I have the great honor to interview Dr. Rob Martinez, who is the chief who is the Chief Human Resources Officer at Antioch Unified School District in California. He develops, lives, and maintains a positive attitude within himself and others. He engages, connects, and supports, and he's known as the Resiliency Guy. <laughs> I'm highly interested in what he has to share with us about resiliency, and about the world of human resources. I feel that I'm so interested. Um, I have seen firsthand the wonders that occur when people work in a place where they want to work at. Dr. Rob Martinez, who are you? Oh my goodness, thank you Efren for having me and inviting me on your show. Uh, so, you know, oftentimes people ask the question, who are you? And I think at this point in my life, I'm a culmination of many years of service, uh, many years of learning, uh, and I continue to learn. Uh, you know, my handle on many social medias is uh, Resiliency Guy. And, uh, you know, people often ask, well, wh what does that mean? Or where did that come from? And I share with them that it's oftentimes from my early upbringing. Uh, and, uh, you know, I grew up in California in a beautiful extended Mexican-American family. Uh, and through some circumstances of life, my mother passed away at the age of 13. Uh, and, you know, we didn't realize it at the time, but she was the central focus of keeping our entire family together. Uh, and after her loss, uh, many of my siblings, our extended family, kind of lost something traumatic and felt it traumatic lost something of, of value that it was very hard to replace. Uh, and at the time, my father uh, went into a very, very deep depression and loss. I mean, she was his world and kept him grounded. Uh, and so once we kind of lost him, it was a struggle for myself over the next several years, uh, actually to the point where I left home at 16. Uh, so I left home because I really couldn't stay in my father's house. Uh, there were some things that were happening. He did move on and marry another woman, uh, but there was always conflict in that home. Uh, and I was no great case either. I mean, suffering my own kind of loss, sadness, depression. Uh, you know, I had almost stopped going to school completely uh, as a junior in, in high school. And uh, it was just bad. It was all bad, uh, kind of on the, on the road to nowhere, I like to say. Uh, and so given the circumstances of that family structure, I needed to leave. Uh, and for me, fortunately, I had <laughs> repaired actually my mom's old car, unbeknownst to my dad. I had fixed a water pump. I had fixed some freeze plugs on a 73 Plymouth Roadrunner. Wow. So this was a giddy up car. And uh, that was my escape route. So I did leave. And I was lucky and fortunate to have landed at my brother's house, uh, who's since passed on. But my brother George really kind of then took on the father role for me. Uh, but he also did so much more. Uh, he helped me to kind of craft and regain who I was as a person, uh, found services and support for me that I needed, got me back into school, 
made me get a full-time job if I was going to live with him. Uh, so I really kind of took on a whole different level of responsibility at that point and got back into school. You know, for school, for me, school as a young child was everything. It was a beautiful place where people were always nice to you and you could go. And even if you did wrong things, they were still supportive of you. Uh, and so for me, school at that point, when I got reconnected, has been the thing that saved my life. Uh, so throughout the course of now, uh, a kind of a long educational career, uh, I'll say I'm in my 36th year of education now, and I've done several different roles as a school psychologist, a site administrator, human resources official, dabbled as a superintendent for a while and decided, you know what, right now, right now, being in human resources to me is a way to connect many of our employees together fulfill and add more people to our district to support our children and our children need a lot of support absolutely let me ask you a follow-up question um what does your brother mean to you oh my gosh he's he really regrounded me right uh and in fact you know now i'm kind of waiting for a, my book to be published i have a book that's coming It's uh, titled Recipe for Resilience, Nurturing Perseverance in Students and in Educators. And I tell the story of my early upbringing, but I also connect a lot of the lessons that I learned from being with my brother, George. Uh, and these are kind of the ingredients, if you will, I'm giving you the first blush here to the recipe for resilience. And, you know, I like alliteration a lot. So I use the words, uh, some of them, responsibility relationships, respect, uh, relevance, rigor, uh, and it ends with reconciliation. Uh, so there's some tones there that through many conversations I had with my brother, these, these themes of my life kind of were embedded in me yes. uh, because I needed to be responsible. I needed to focus on the relevant things. Uh, I needed to reconcile issues with my father later in life, albeit, But those lessons really drove my life from that point. Uh, and again, becoming a, a, a husband to my beautiful wife, you know, a father to our four sons, and providing service to people. It's all because of him, uh, really. If I had not been fortunate enough to land with him, I'm not sure where I'd be. I mean, I, I oftentimes tell people I was probably one of those kids on the school to prison pipeline or lost, you know, just to the world. So he really became, uh, you know, a saving grace for me. Viva George. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, follow up with the HR. Um, yeah. I know you went to Orlando recently and presented at ASPA. I did. Uh, why, why is important that, that HR figure in school districts? That's a great question. You know, a lot of folks focus on HR and they hear those, even those two letters and they go, oh, I don't want to go down there. I'm going to be in trouble. And I've never looked at it that way. For me, when I thought about even my own experience through human resources, getting recruited out of college and the great people that came and shared with me about the district. And I always wanted to emulate those people when I got that opportunity to work in HR about facilitating success for other people people who need structure and support and guidance through their careers. To me, if I can bring in people to our district that are, and I use this term, sustainable employees. And I, and I, what I mean by that is that we have to take care of people. We have to make sure, yes, they're paid well. 
Yes, they're in positions that they enjoy, but it's more than that. It's giving them some meaning to why they're coming to work. Being educators, being support personnel, or classified employees, they can work a lot of different places, but we really have to give them something more,、uh, whether it's more respect, more care, more guidance.、Uh, I really feel from that HR perspective, we have to take the time to see our employees as individuals first, and then work to support them in whatever their position is. So, being able to talk to human resources professionals, who sometimes, and I'll say it. Get a little jaded. They get they because you do see some bad things happen, and you feel like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? And I like to take the steps of, oh my gosh, what good can I make happen next? So it's a different mindset about engaging with people, supporting them, getting them training, getting them the the expertise expertise they need to be able to work better with kids. So、Absolutely. I think it's it's very important to keep those、Thank、conversations.、Up. Very very inspiring, and let's give、uh, some praise to the Teach Better community before we begin. We continue with this exciting interview. You bet. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode. So Rob, continuing with the interview,、uh, like in Back to the Future, <laughs> if you could go back in time to any position you have ever held, what is one or two things you will tell yourself that you have learned through your professional journey? Wow, you know, one of the positions that always rings to my heart was being a school elementary principal,、um, and I happen to be fortunate. Some might say, "Oh my gosh, that's a big school." We had 1,200 students. In a four-track year-round system, and the school just seemed to never close, never close. But what I did at the time is that I followed a few exceptional leaders, and we had actually I, I had the fortune to be able to work with many of our teachers for 19 years before I actually became their principal. And so we were kind of a family first, but then as I got there, sometimes there's that struggle of. Okay, how do I tell my family what to do if I need them to do something different? And so we took it from the point of let's learn differently together.、Uh, and so we started looking at new things that we could do, and we actually created a process、uh, for our students called being powerful students.、Uh, and you know, we we kind of gave them the acronym and gave them the 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 qualities: be positive, outstanding, wise, empowered, resourceful. Be powerful in everything you do. And this was, you know, a number of years ago now. But we were trying to empower kids to really have agency, to have voice, to take care of their business. And it's kind of like, and I think about it now, a parallel almost to something that George did for me, empowering me to not be a victim of circumstance,、yes. but to really take hold of my reality and move it forward. Because our littlest kids can do this. But we have to trust them, and we have to guide them. So, as a principal, you know we do great things in engaging all of our students, finding those interventions that were meaningful for them, but really giving them hope、uh, at a time they really needed it, so they could carry it and on their own and go forward. Awesome! So、Thank、that、you. was a great experience. I I appreciate that.、Uh, it's always awesome when people get to reflect on those lessons, right?、Um, let me continue asking. Sure. So, reading books or listening to them is a privilege.、Uh, could you share one fiction book you will that you cherish the most that you will give away, 
and one nonfiction book that you cherish the most or you will give away? Wow, I, you know this this is a great question,、uh, and the answer might be like, wow, that's an old book. The book was Great Expectations by Dickens, right? And I reflected on this book because again, it was kind of one of the first books when I returned to high school that I remember actually reading. Before then, it was kind of you go through school. But as I got this book in my hands, and the teachers were guiding me through this, and it really reflected on that you can't plan life all the time, you know, where and you can't expect that things are always going to go one way because there's always turns, there's always turns, there's always things we don't know,、uh, and so being able to enjoy part of that journey and holding on to get to the end so you can relish in it. And so I've really kind of kept that in the back of my mind as you know, having children, being a father, those little things, you know, taking my wife to dinner, her taking me to dinner. I mean, just engaging—it's so important.、Uh, but that was one book that just、yes. stuck with me in lessons. The the nonfiction book is more of a recent book actually, and it's called A Nuance、uh, by Michael Fullan.、Uh, and you know, I do a lot of reading by Michael Fullan, who works in reviewing our educational systems. Uh, and what Michael Fullan in this book talks about is that why some leaders are successful, where others fail,、mm. and you know it's kind of like we hear the the term, you know, do you see the forest for the trees or the other way around? And Michael says you kind of kind of see both. You have to know every tree in your forest, but then you have to be able to understand how to get through the forest. I see. And it means take time, take time to know your people, take time to learn about what they need. Take time to find them the supports they need, so that they can move forward, and you could all be successful together. It's the best way I can describe, and it's a great book. Beautiful. Thank you for those recommendations.、Um, a broad question, okay? Okay.、Uh, who is or who are your biggest influences? Wow. Influence, I, and I, 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 not to be redundant, but again, the, the writings by Michael Fullan are one, definitely. Uh, you know, I'll say another one of my influences right now is actually in, in, not to not to plug her name, but Jessica Alba, who is you know、uh, happens to be a second cousin of mine through long family.、Uh. Now I have about 150 first cousins. Okay, so <laughs> so it's a big extended family. But what Jessica's done right now in working towards a company that that moves forward and trying to do things the right way, in maintaining her public persona. But then, people don't often see the family side of what she's doing, and keeping culture within her family as well,、uh, so that her children are growing up with the same knowledge and history about what our family has accomplished,、uh, going back years and years and years. So the generational connections are important. So she's a big influence.、Uh, she's younger than I am, but man, she's just doing、Absolutely. it well right now for、Absolutely. younger folks who can look to somebody and go. Wow, that's a that's a good hero. Yeah, good current hero. Awesome, awesome. I I love when、uh, we give the youth also their place. Absolutely, because they absolutely have a lot to contribute. Thank you for sharing that.、Um, the next question is:、uh, being successful at what you do must include staying on top of your productivity, but this can mean different things to different people, right? So, how do you get organized? How do you get everything <laughs> done? What should we know about your system of organization? So, I'll go back to my current department, my current office, and the people that really, over the course of four months,、uh, I've gotten to know. 
Uh, and for me, what I've come to realize is no matter where I work, the success does not come from me. It comes from the people that I work with doing what they are supposed to be doing, but then usually a little bit more. And, and, and I say that because sometimes in a work circumstance, people will do what they're supposed to do. You know, so they don't want to get fired. They don't want to do this. But the little bit more sometimes really makes a team work together differently, makes you more accomplished. Uh, and what I'm finding is that through building, again, the relationships, trusting relationships, providing a safe place for people to be, they start to do even a little bit more. And so while I think the team was a great team, they're excelling. And again, empowerment, right? So I've allowed, if, if they have a better way to do something, let's do it that way let's innovate let's transition let's work together to create new ways and so with that empowerment and that support and trusting relationships i'm just finding right now that they're excelling beyond all belief so does that make me look a little better maybe that helps my productivity for me working directly then and helping people keep me on task as well i have the luxury of having a wonderful executive assistant and we work as a team. It's not about me telling her what to do. Uh, sometimes it's best that she tells me what to do and take yeah. care of this. So it's it's letting people lead from their positions helps me be more productive. I like that. Letting people lead from their positions. Thank you for doing that. What about um, when you have um, things to do? Do you have a to-do list? Oh, I, I do. I, I tend to keep a lot of lists. And I, <laughs> some people kind of look at my my personal notes and I keep a lot of yellow pads, like a big, almost legal yellow pads or my work with my administrators, my work with my unions, my work with my superintendent. So I kind of keep those things isolated. Some people keep a list of everything and it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. So from time to time, what I'll actually do is schedule some time within my day to go, let me check and make sure where my administrators are. So I'll go to my administrative list yeah. to make sure if I need to connect with somebody that I'm connecting with them or sending that extra email yes. or whatever it happens to be. So there's some very precise things that I'll do to kind of make sure I'm not missing something in the day. Uh, as we know, emergencies will happen and so time gets taken away. But by making sure to have a reference point to come back to, I don't forget things. And so that's just one simple strategy that I, I use. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, about the unions, you know, going back sure. to the HR world, for someone who is aspiring to be in that field, uh, what advice do you have in terms of ensuring that, that there are good relationships with the district and the different types of unions? Yeah, that's, it's really important. Uh, you know, I've seen and been in districts where there's tension, there's animosity, and sometimes people don't even know why anymore. Uh, you know, in one of the districts I was in, there when I was not in human resources, there was a strike, a horrible strike, and it was real, and it impacted people. And even, you know, to the day I left, there were still some tensions underneath. Now, some people would get stuck there, and so they wouldn't move it forward. Uh, what I tended to do was make sure in the relationships and the conversation is be personal. Be personal, be a human being first, yeah. connect on that level. Uh, and so I would connect as a person to person and say, let's go to lunch, let's go get some food, let's go sit down for coffee, let's just talk, not necessarily about the issues that pertained, but about each other uh, to make connections. Uh, and then again, exchange of information. Sometimes you'll have administrators who won't connect with the unions unless there's a problem or unless it's a negotiation time. 
I tend to say, let's connect once a week. Let's just, hey, how's it going? What's going on? You know, what do you, anything you need from me to make sure that we have that communication line open. Having a trusting relationship means that you're actually trusting back and forth, right?、Wow. It's not just about them openly trusting you. You have to trust them as well, and and you have to understand that they're doing a job for their members. That's what the system is designed to do. Yes. So you don't ever have to take that personal.、Mm. It's a matter of okay, how can I help you best support your members? Because those members are our employees.、Mm. It's not like it's a separate group anywhere. Yes. The folks who I think tend to get into trouble is they really see it very different, and they want to be combative.、Uh, I tend to not do that.、Uh, sometimes somebody might say, "Oh, you're soft, Rob." Because like, no, I'm just working to get to a solution,、uh, and it's not about being soft or hard. It's about working the problems so that we're hard on the problems, not hard on the people. I like that. Hard on the problems, not hard on the people. Thank you. That, that's such a great lesson. I appreciate it.、Um, Do you、uh, have any mindful activities such as exercise or perhaps uh, uh, meditation? Anything that you want to share with us? Yeah, it's kind of evolved over the years. I used to be a runner、uh, and then kind of fell back from running a little bit. My Wonderful wife who retired from teaching actually became a personal trainer. So then we started going to the gym a lot,、awesome. uh, which was great just to stay in shape. And then we also, during the pandemic time, started taking walks, 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 walks. So we were walking probably four miles, five miles a day. And it's a silly story, but you know, she decided, well, let's do some hikes. So we started doing hiking. Then there was a little local Facebook group that. Was saying, "Wow,、well, is anybody doing hikes?" And she says, "Well, we're doing hikes. Let's invite people." So this was just almost half a year ago, where she started a little Facebook group, and now she's got over 900 people following her Facebook group, and there's probably 40 people every week who are walking with us on different hikes. Yes. For us, it was great to continue our physical fitness, but it was also neat to kind of build community with strangers who, just through some level of interest. Are now walking together, connected together. Sometimes they're planning hikes without us, which is fine.、Yeah. And it's like just been this fun engagement because it's beautiful to be outside, and we sometimes forget to just go smell the air,、yes. look at the trees, enjoy nature. So that's kind of the the mindfulness that we've been taking. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, let me ask you、um, one more question before the ending. Sure. What does the support of your wife means to you? Oh my gosh. Effort. It's everything. It's everything.、Uh, she's just an incredible person.、Uh, she's so talented and so knowledgeable.、Uh, and I happen to have met her so many, many years ago. In fact, we're coming up on 41 years of our first date. Of our first, first date. date.、Wow. And I had met her because I knew her brother first. And、uh, you know, I was just starting off in、uh, college, and she was still going to high school. But you know, it, it, we were friends,、uh, and just had a very long kind of、uh, relationship over seven years before、uh, we got married.、Uh, and so it's just been a beautiful, beautiful part of my life. And you know, I say education saved me. It was really her,、uh, because through finding value in every moment. That I get to spend with her、uh, is why I do so much. Of- 
Yes, man. Thank you. This has been such a great interview. <laughs> Any final thoughts you would like to share with the audience? Uh, well, you know, I know we're, we're at the Teach Better conference here. And, uh, you know, I, I was fortunate, uh, fortunate enough to be here in 2019 when they had their first one. Uh, and this is just such a great feeling uh, of teachers connecting and taking an initiative, as we heard uh, about an idea, and getting to work getting to work and not letting things stop us uh and so what they've done today is part of an example in the conference here is just a really good example of people keeping hold of their idea but then getting to work about it uh and then seeing the blessings that come from it so that that's just something that i'm really appreciative of uh for me again you know people in, in my life my brother my wife Uh, and I'll say again, I, I didn't mention this, but my father, even though we had that young falling out uh, before he, he passed away, I was able to reconnect with him and apologize to him. And he apologized to me. And that reconciliation was a little hole in my heart that hadn't healed for a long time. And I wish I'd have done it sooner. And so in, in the book, I do share And I want people to go find that thing that pains them as hard as it is to try and figure out some way to help heal themselves yeah. because it's not going to happen just by magic. You have to take action. So take action, folks. Wow. So wise, uh, Rob Martinez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so impressed. Um, I, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Everybody. Thank you so much. Yes pleasure on my and uh, uh i'm sure uh, you're gonna present soon i wish you the best of luck excellent thank, thank you bye-bye thank you for listening to wisdom and productivity the podcast of dr epaim martinez chulo and i love that production chulo out